Hey everybody, this is Josh. Welcome to the Mayfair Theater Podcast. Well, I guess that counts as your intro. I'm, I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I'm Josh, and but you started with Josh. I'm like, well, you just threw everything off we now. We blew it. We rehearsed the hell out yeah, of that. We had a good ten seconds of preamble and now nothing. I forget out which way was clockwise and <laughs> counterclockwise. Which he means left to right, right? Oh, uh, I dropped the ball. I'm Josh. <laughs> no, you got your name wrong. <laughs> Boo. And everyone's going to know we don't this know what we're doing. I'm thrown off because it's not Tuesday. I, yeah, I mean, we're actually... a good run going. And then next week's going to be busy, too, because it's all busy summer, Canada yeah. Day stuff going on. and It's going to be weird. That's a whole other... The next two weeks are going to be wild. You never know who yeah. you're going to get on here. I'm not even here as much the next couple weeks because I'm busy doing Blues Fest. Oh, that's what it is. I wonder why you had that big... Yeah, and I, and I said I could work matinees if need be because a lot of it isn't strenuous it's like a four-hour call at night where really i'm doing like two hours of work during yeah. the concert yeah every time i do that i a miss a bunch of movies yeah, that i want to see the most important part most important part <laughs> and b makes me just be like oh, i just would rather be at the Mayfair right now than yeah i wonder what they're doing there right now <laughs> well i hope it passes but i just biked here and i didn't expect it but it's hot outside yeah it's, it's muggy I don't know, it's like plus 25. Yeah. But on Canada Day, a couple days from now, it's supposed to be plus 50. Ooh, oh, I heard 40, but now that's much worse. Yeah, and so they said it's, that's that temperature, like, you're not supposed to, if you are working outside in a construction crew, yeah. like, you'll get sent home. Yeah, like, like if you're working outside, don't. <laughs> yeah, so here in Ottawa, we're going to have a temperature that is don't go outside yeah. on the day where tens of thousands of people pack yeah. into downtown yeah the day that we're closed and yeah. we don't have a big air conditioned theater oh, for you we could have been inside. rich we could have been rich yeah now we have nothing we can't even go outside to get to the theater or we'll die oh I don't want to go outside in plus 50 I don't yeah. even know what that is it sounds terrible Do you have, are you outside for like almost all of Blues Fest uh, yeah well I'm doing half a dozen follow spot calls which is at night so yeah, that's going to be okay. a bit nicer it's only plus 40 and yeah <laughs> But yeah, plus 50, that's when it's like, don't let your oh, cat outside. No, like, that's <laughs> awful. Yeah, don't like, your dog in the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it won't be a dog anymore. <laughs> your dog would just explode like scanners. It Man, would just be like... That would be, which would be a great movie, you know, but you can't come here and watch it because we're... K9 going. scanners. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'm still waiting for a K911 sequel. Or K911, I don't know how you were supposed to pronounce that one. Which one was that, Belushi? That was, I think that was the Belushi, but not the good Belushi. The one who's still around. <laughs> right. Which is maybe mean, I don't the know. The other Belushi. Yeah, not to be a jerk. Like, he's had a good career, too. Or yeah. he's had a career. No, he's like, he, has, he was in the new Twin Peaks. That was cool. Oh, yeah, I guess he was. I always think of According to Jim or whatever. Or, he, like... He's one of those guys, guys that you don't think is a millionaire, but then you're like, oh, he did a sitcom for eight years. Yeah, like, he must be. Yeah. And he was on a few, like, I, I think, but it's just one of those shows where you're like, oh, that's not on anymore. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's in yeah, season it's, 10 it's or something absurd. Yeah. I don't understand that. Nobody has ever admitted to watching it. No. I, 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 I always anyone. think that that could actually be some mathematical equation of slipping through the cracks. Like, they, they're just selling ad space and yeah. whatever shows are on around it, you know, they're like, oh, well... Cheers is selling yeah. and, and, and Night Court is selling or whatever was on around it. <laughs> that you were trying to think of you're like no I'm just going to go with good shows that yeah, I remember I couldn't not remember. crap new shows those are top notch though yeah it's like Cheers according to Jim <laughs> but he was, even it. he was actually like a leading man for a while yeah like for a couple years I remember movie posters where he was he was a movie star he was a movie star yeah <laughs> the principal he did one of those kind of token 90s like 
like Mr. A, Destiny. Like a Buddy Cop one? That, that one's... Wait, no, that's not the Selleck one. Is that Mr. Baseball? Yeah. Okay. I was getting confused. Mr. Baseball, Mr. Destiny, taking, Mr. Taking 3000. Care of, taking care of business. Oh, man. He did a lot of those, like, working man <laughs> becomes rich movies. Yeah. Like, did he do a Buddy Cop movie? Because I'm sure he did. Like, possibly with oh, Jack Reinhold. Oh, man. Red, that yeah, was Schwarzenegger, oh, yeah. <laughs> not the one with Piscopo. No, it was Schwarzenegger. Uh, like, he was big enough to do a Schwarzenegger. That's Dead Heat. Yeah, okay. Oh, my God. Why are all these movies the same basic title but off by one word and it throws me off? I'm like, red heat, dead heat, like people the com- heat. People complain about nowadays there being too many like sequels and reboots and stuff, and I'm like, you remember the last twenty years, right? With like yeah. eight police academy movies and ten Jason movies and yeah. and a million buddy cop movies. I like, like, that people still get mad when it's like, oh, remake of blank, and they're like, oh, Hollywood's run out of ideas, and it's like, yeah. you've been saying that for like 40 years, yeah. or like 100 years. Like, Hollywood has never had an idea. Oh my god. It's always. I was at, I listened to a really good podcast, I really like the Gilbert Gottfried podcast, and it's him and his partner is a guy named Frank Santo Padre, who's I think just a behind the scenes guy, I think he like writes for yeah. sitcoms and good talk name. shows and whatever. They had on, now try not to butcher the name, but he, they had on the, the composer Michael Giacone, who works a lot with J.J. Abrams and did Star Trek and Lost. Oh, yeah. Did and he, he also did, did the Incredibles? Some, yeah, Pixar yeah. stuff. Did he do, uh, he did Up. What's that, the, the Spielberg knockoff-ish one? Super 8? Yeah, Super, Super 8. I was going to say yeah. After yeah. 8. I'm like, After no, that's, eight. The, that's <laughs> that delicious that's the candy mint. bar. But he was saying, and I did not know this, I knew this from subpar Saturday morning cartoons. I didn't know <laughs> oh, this from movies. Which we know too well. But back in the day, they would reuse the hell out of scores. So, whereas now, that's unheard of. You know, like, they don't just... They might use a theme. Yeah. But back in the day, if you listen to ten different westerns, you'd probably hear the same score kind of piecemealed into there. Yeah. And I know they do that. I've been watching real Ghostbusters. Of course. And they have about an hour of music that they reuse... So there's like there's the scary part, there's yeah. the car coming out of the firehouse part, there's the slapstick part. So speaking of unoriginality in Hollywood, yeah. scores were the same thing, and it wasn't until decades later that they really started to have a specificity to yeah. this person is doing the score for this whole movie. Yeah, and that's not even just like library stuff that they pull. Like, which yeah. is fun and watching something like Dawn of the Dead, where you hear a lot of this stuff and you're just like, oh, that that, that works so well. Where did they ever find that? And it's just like random. It's clips library. Of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's library music. It's so funny, and and it's just that it's so iconic now, especially like the gonk, I think it's called. Yeah. Like on the end credits, and you're just like, wow, it's so amazing that he came up with this entirely. And you're just like, no, he's great at handpicking yeah. random <laughs> stuff, <laughs> and it works. Well, it's like John Williams' family will get royalties as long as they keep making Star Wars movies. As John Williams is still with us, and I always hate to bring this up, but he's like, you know, 90. So sooner or later, yeah. he's going to at he least retire. Did the next one is the last one he's doing? I think he, or he implied it? He said Star Wars Episode Nine will be his last Star Wars movie. Okay. He, he didn't say he's going to retire, so mm. he might still do more Spielberg stuff. Interesting. But they always use that Star Wars cue, so that means he'll get... His family or his company will get that yeah. forever. Even like Jaws, you know, that... Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, you name it. It's, it's just so amazing how much he's done. Because it was funny. Even in, in Jurassic World, they used themes of John Williams from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's not just in writing. Even in music in Hollywood, they're just stealing old stuff yeah well and a lot of the, some of those guys repeat themselves as well I oh mean, yeah especially just when like the guys that start out 
so early and, and there's just so many like uh, Jerry Goldsmith is one I think of where he just did a lot of stuff before he was a big name quote unquote and he definitely has sampled some of his own kind of like not quite ripped off but just sort of similar sounding and you're like hmm is it partly because nobody ever saw that old movie and you were like man that was a good theme I really should use that again well and it's hard to differentiate sometimes even the stuff you love it's almost like a game show challenge of you know, hum Indiana Jones and don't bleed into Superman. Yeah. Like, just things like that. Or Danny Elfman. I oh, made man, a, especially a, Elfman. A friend of mine who's a musician, I made him laugh because I said, the lyrics to every Danny Elfman score are just repeating Danny Elfman over again. Yeah. So it's like, Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman. And I, he laughed. I ruined it for him. He's like, yeah. oh my God, now every time I hear Batman or, yeah. like, I hear that. This is that little, like, four-beat score is in a lot of his stuff. Yeah. And there's some stuff that goes off the path a bit, but that kind of gothic, poppy kind of score he has mm. is, you know, it's his thumbprint. You yeah, can, You can see that. You know, you don't really see him doing romantic comedies or not something. Not so much. Yeah, not unless it's like a, a Tim Burton might romantic have comedy. He's done... He's done a ton. I mean, is it... Edward he's done dramas and stuff. Yeah, Edward, yeah, Spencer, yeah. Edward Scissorhands is half romantic comedy anyway. Yeah. I mean, if you really want to get down to brass tacks on it, it's also, you know, it's everything... I love that movie. <laughs> Side note. Did Pulp Fiction actually have a score, or did it just have songs? Like, did it have... Uh, no, it, it, he, he didn't... Tarantino didn't get a full score. Like, he didn't use a composer. That's as what I thought. Until Hateful Eight when he got Morricone. Wow, he really? Did, and didn't he, he, always, like, he always used, you know, like different cuts of stuff. Handpicked. Yeah. Did, did he not use a few Morricone, like, older tracks for yeah, that as well? but he's never... He, it was like a half I think... Hateful Eight was the first time he got an original yeah, score. Which is insane, because it's his last movie. Like, it's just yeah. wild that he's gone that yeah. long. But, I mean, when you're that good at picking cues and songs, like, why not? People now say it's Guardians of the Galaxy's fault. But I'm like, well, no, it's Pulp Fiction's fault. Yeah. It's whatever fault. But of using kind of retro music in a kind of out-of-place surrounding. Right. But Guardians of the Galaxy used a full score and pop songs. Yeah. So there's like a real like mix there, and then kind of Spider-Man: Homecoming picked up on that. Mm -hmm. Usually now, there's a funny thing now where, and I think the Academy actually made a rule about it, where your song has to be actually in the movie. Like if it's a, an original song, it has to be like in the chase scene. Yeah. Because there came this trend of slapping a random pop song over like the black and white end credits. Yeah. And that would count his soundtrack and get an Oscar nomination. You're like, well, it didn't really have anything to do. Yeah. It's not like a song from Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast. Like, yeah. it's just there because no. to try to sell singles. And it used to be that, like, the theme, I don't know if it was theme only, but it had to ha have reference to the movie as well. Because I remember St. Elmo's Fire was not eligible for Best Original Song because it wasn't actually about the movie. It was just called yeah. St. Elmo's Fire. I can't remember the exact detail, but I remember as a kid... Was it written for the movie? It was something, like, maybe it wasn't, and they just called it that. Like, it was some weird thing. And or was it named that was the movie named after the song? Or maybe it was that. I've like, never it, seen St. Elmo's you know, Fire. You know what, neither have I, but I just I hear remember the not, song. I hear yeah. it's not worth yeah, seeing. Yeah, this is not a recommendation, but the song, yeah. I remember, yeah, my like, my... That was the first, like, mind-blowing thing as a kid... Where, you know, because it was this big thing, it was a big hit, and everyone liked the song, and they were like, oh, it's ineligible, because although it's named 
after the movie or the movie's named after it it's just a song like it's not about like you know like guy goes down the street this is the this is what happens in Sun Almost Fire and I also don't really know what that movie's about but I remember that was kind of a big controversy so I don't know if they uh, changed it after the fact where they were just like okay come on like we're, it, it's in the movie like isn't that enough especially now with Disney doing all these remakes of their animated musicals they're going the extra mile and adding at least one original song hmm. and it's all because of that because they want to try to get an Oscar nomination and they know that it's like in the bag most of the time because yeah. they can afford good people because <laughs> I just read that the live action Aladdin is going to have one or two original songs in it by and Will Smith as the rapping genie I'm going to assume one's going to be it's, it's the fresh genie of it's, it's like Robert, a Kazam knockoff now. <laughs> like, I don't know if we're ready for this. That's so bizarre. Because, like, but if Robin Williams sang a song in the first one, you're gonna have to assume that Will Smith has to at least sing one. a song in this one, yeah. right? Like, oh my god. But like, it doesn't. We can't assume it's gonna be a rap. But he is a rapper. So, yeah. But he, it's not him. It's the genie character who has already like, done some awesome rap <laughs> yeah and like Wild he, Wild West you never had a friend like me he sings it pretty fast he's not rapping but you know I mean you can oh, see that's it. like that's a fine line of, <laughs> of offending many different Everyone. cultures of all of a sudden having yeah. a rapping genie like oh, oh, what, what a run he had though of like hit rap songs for hit movies you know like just not to say those were all good songs but like man for the age I was at, well, I, yeah. I thought they were all fantastic. You know? Man in Black and Wild Wild West. And the others. The, <laughs> there were more. His Freddy song wasn't actually in a Freddy movie, right? No, I think that was just like, a, you know, ah, this is happening. That was that was for the TV show, wasn't it? There was a Freddy, oh, was TV, there was a Freddy TV show. Yeah. For, uh, like Freddy's Nightmares? Uh, yeah, yeah. Which, like, has still never officially come out full of release. I don't know. Rights issues, probably. But, uh, but like, Robert Englund was actually in the... Yeah. song right he, 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 I think so like in the video at least like I mean just for fun like I think they kind of did that just for fun and then New Line was like oh yeah sure yeah that's fun you can do this and yeah. we won't sue the hell out of you and like maybe then yeah it was also on the show I can't I can't remember but it seems weird because the show they tried to do that like straight faced you know so it would seem like it would be fun to add that over the end credits but it's like the first episode is like his backstory and about you know him dying and all this stuff it would be hilarious and then be like ha 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 I can't remember where the song goes Nightmare on my street what? Freddy was bizarre because yes he was a horror icon yeah. but he was also a horror icon who killed a bunch of kids I know and that's the weird thing and, and then, then he, had like well, wasn't he also, dolls also, and, wasn't he also like a child abuser or yeah, something yeah yeah like so this strangely comedic character he yeah. became kind of a clown like, yeah. more or less yeah well especially as it went along because I mean the, the first one's definitely not a comedy the second one is not a deliberate comedy yeah. but is sort of comedic but he's still quote unquote scary and then it's the third one which still rules because Dream Warriors is just awesome that's the first one where they're like oh hey he can have funny lines and then just from then on in it's a write off basically and I guess and then that begot Chucky and pretty much who was just always I mean the first Child's Play again isn't a comedy but it's also like I don't know he was spouting catchphrases and stuff and swearing and stuff you know he's doing what he does yeah and then yeah Leprechaun 2 not not the sequel to Leprechaun but also that 
And Le- Leprechaun as well. Yeah. And, and, and even like Hellraiser, again, first two, scary, you know, good. First Evil Dead, scary, good. And then yeah. you're just like, all right, let's throw in comedy and completely derail everything. It's funny. I know, like, I love all the Evil Dead stuff. I could watch, if it was the old, like, you have to watch a movie for the rest of your life every mm-hmm. day, like some horrible curse. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah, I can do Army Darkness. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I could, yeah, because like, I wouldn't. I, the first one's my favorite, but I wouldn't want to watch that every day. Like, it's yeah. just, that's a little much. Because I just, I oh, it's so fun and so crazy. Yeah, and you forget when when you love something so much. But when they were trying to make a sequel or before the TV show happened, I saw Bruce Campbell at a Comic Con do a speech, do a Q and A, and he was like. Well, you forget that it's great that all you people love the movie. That That's appreciated, and you bought the T-shirt, and you bought the action figure, and you yeah. bought the Blu-ray. But it was a $10 million movie that made a million dollars at the box office. So when Universal looks at that, they don't go, let's do it again, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So in the long run, after 20 years, it made a lot of profit, but nothing compared to your average... Like, I'm sure some horrible... like. Deuce Bigelow was probably way more popular than Army of Which Darkness. Which I actually enjoyed at the time. I, I can't co-sign that one at this point, yeah. but as, as dumb movies go, probably, arguably Rob Schneider's best solo vehicle. Take that for what it is. Take that out of context. Yeah. You know what they were, they were going to call that movie Douche Bagelow? Are you serious? Yeah. More highbrow? Yeah, <laughs> and Disney, because it's a Disney movie. Oh, wow. And Disney was like, uh, do you mind kind of softening the title a bit? <laughs> That's... Oh my god. Like, that doesn't surprise me and also surprises me somehow. Again, you never know what's going to happen with... Like, who knows who's going to be super famous five years from now or who's going to be off their pedestal five years from now. But in recent past, we lived in a world where not only was Rob Schneider popular enough to carry a mainstream Disney movie, but it garnered a sequel. Yeah. So it did well enough yeah. that they said, "Let's do this again." And then the sequel sank. And yeah. Like, oh wait, okay, uh, there yeah. it is. What are the other movies he, he did? Uh, the the animal, animal. Yeah. Uh, with the the winner of or no, the, was it the, the runner up of Survivor season one? Yeah. Not even the winner. Hollywood uh, is crazy. Yeah. And then the that, guy who did win. They got taken in faxes a few years later. I remember that movie um, when it came out. There was like a critics blurb like the most hilarious movie uh, so and so and then they they realized it was a fake critic oh yeah oh, I love the it fake was a critic. fake critic fake newspaper oh, I forgot about that yeah and, yeah and no one really like looked into it at first because you're just like yeah oh, that seems real you know you well, see, see I weird... remember Ebert and Roper talked about it oh man that's funny yeah because I always think that whenever you see these like like steel you know I, mean, I can't say thumbs up but I don't know like top notch or whatever yeah. and you're like the Hollywood rumbler or something you're like I'm sure that's real I remember that happened for The Spirit oh, I wow, remember that yeah. happened for Frank Miller's The Spirit which just got panned like crazy there was this ad and this is back when I, I think I maybe actually still had TV so like saw the commercial and it's a good commercial and it, you know it looked cool it looks all Sin City it looks all comic oh, yeah. But, like, a Flash would come by and be, like, the best comic movie I've ever seen. Uh, a great new vision for cinema. And just, like, really fine print of where it came from. <laughs> so somebody was like, that's weird. And they looked into it, you know, like, Entertainment Weekly or Rolling Stone or somebody yeah. looked into it. And it ends up that... So here's the weird fine line. Like, nobody did anything illegal, but they basically got interns to set up blogs. Okay. They would write a review. They would take that blog from movie time yeah. or movie minute and quote that so it's underhanded and kind of false advertising Ooh. yeah but they got caught and whoever was the production company was just like 
that was like their business tool, you know, mm. and, and I think they were backpedaling and being like, oh, well, we didn't really do it, but I'm pretty sure it was the spirit that got totally I caught. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, because that was just getting killed. And, yeah. And, and that's before they, they started to quoting literal Twitter users as that's, quotes. Yeah. And, yeah. and they were even doing that for trailers. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when uh, Catch Me, or not Catch Me Begin, the, the magic one, uh, Now You See Me, when that came out, there were reviews of the trailer quoted from Twitter users and one of them was it looks like a Chris Nolan movie <laughs> that was the thing and I was like what's your advertising here like you're like oh wow I like Chris Nolan wow this random guy said this trailer so, looked like Chris Nolan I came across the fake critic Columbia Pictures created a fake critic named Dave Manning cool. oh, no, good name and so it's like 2001 so it's all for <laughs> these it's for like Hollow Man One Hell of a Scary Ride Dave Manning Ridgefield Press and then eventually they found out that, that like there's no Ridgefield Press and there's no David Oh, Manning, the Forsaken. But, I liked yeah. that one. It was trash, but you know, I enjoyed it. Yeah. See, oh, the, man, those are so what happened to them? Because I yeah. you know, no one's going to jail, but it does yeah. kind of seem as some kind of weird false advertising or better business bureau. But or I guess something. it wasn't illegal. Yeah. I don't like it's just like frowned upon. I'm sure they probably just sort of altered the way. Makes you look bad. Yeah, like that's amazing. Well, I remember even we screened it here and, and time flies by. I think this was almost 10 years ago, but yeah. Josh Jackson from Dawson's Creek fame mm-hmm. did a, a decent Canadian movie about a guy who was dying. A one so week? He, yeah. yeah. So what they did, kind of like that, and it's, it's a little bit of a trickery if you don't know what they did, is they basically set up like a Facebook group and whatever and said, hey fans, and they got all the Josh Jackson fans <laughs> yeah. to say nice things. Yeah. So there was a poster of him like holding a, a motorbike helmet and kind of looking cool. Yeah. Just with dozens of little quote like amazing oh, I yeah. loved it superb but it would be like you Josh know Josh Jackson yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not that's even another cool. thing where that the TV spots where they go to like the mall and what'd you think oh, of the yeah, movie yeah, yeah, like, yeah. oh it was so great <laughs> that's so so was that on the poster yeah that was on okay. the poster so it's just all these things in quotes and if you don't look closely enough and then there might have even been a fine print like all these quotes are from fans of joshjackson.com. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, oh, man. Paid for by the Josh yeah. Jackson Koala, Coalition. Koala-ition. Koala-ition. That's much cuter. I listened to a Star Trek podcast, and they were playing audio of that, of kind of fake people saying how much they liked it. Yeah. They're clearly actors, and just and not good ones. And they're basically <laughs> going like, it's my favorite new show. I tune yeah. in every week. Like, in that tone. Yeah, the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and um. they just would have fine print. These are actors, not really people. Yeah. Well, there, we have this fake trailer compilation up in the booth of, like, uh, old trailers. And, and there was one we saw for this old Italian movie called Amok. Oh, yeah. And it's like, we can't show you certain scenes from the movie. So they, they put in, like, these uh, frames saying, like, scene missing or cut. And then they cut to these people who are really actors standing yeah. in front of a poster for another movie that they had put out saying oh this is a hell of a movie yeah Whoever, so you know good. all the men are like oh this movie's really great and yeah. then they this I old, couldn't believe this old, they let them show that or uh, this old woman's just like I can't believe they put in all that nudity that's <laughs> outrageous it was a good. It was such a so daring trailer too, because you don't expect them to cut away to like random people. You're yeah. Like, what What is this yeah. anymore? That's so weird. And, and they probably seen, just reuse that. Have for you like seen that movie? No. Yeah, because I'm like I've never seen it either, so I don't know. If it's, it's probably complete trash. But like, what movie was it? it like, it's a mock. It it's, cool it's like an poster. Italian thriller. Yeah. yeah. And I guess the American distributor thought we'll take a we'll take the trailer and kind of spice it up to make it seem like it's you know. 
we can't we have to adventures. this movie's so outrageous we have to cut out certain <laughs> things and but the the movie itself looks pretty average yeah, yeah. there was nothing like jarring happening before they go to the quote-unquote cut scenes yeah either, so you're just like what i'm not missing anything like, yeah this was nothing i don't know where it switched but usually i will tag on a little trailer at the end of the podcast of something we've talked about often I can't put something on for stuff that we're screening mm-hmm. is because trailers don't have voiceover anymore. Yeah. So if it's a trailer for A Quiet Place... That was, that's what I was thinking of. There's nobody saying, A Quiet Place. <laughs> it's just it's just confusion, yeah. you know? So, you should overdub yours. Yeah, I'll just do it. <laughs> a, quiet a Quiet Place. Like, where'd they get this trailer? But when we show stuff like Star Chaser or Friday the 13th mm-hmm. or even Rocky Horror... I can find something to stick on. I like trying so, to guess what it is that you put on because for the first minute, sometimes I still don't, don't know. know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know where it switched because I remember in the mid '90s, I think stuff like Pulp Fiction and Clerks, I think they still had the voiceover guy. Yeah. So maybe it's in like the 2000s it stopped. And it was I think it stopped. Yeah, like mid 2000s. Because even like the stuff like whether you like the movies or not, Lucasfilm knows how to make a trailer, and, oh, those, yeah. and those prequel trailers are great, but they don't have the. It's probably a thing where the studios are like. You know, like these voiceover guys were probably getting big paychecks, and the studios thought, "Yeah, that one, that one guy who died." The world, um, yeah, Don LaFontaine. And I guess there were a few, there were a few of them, and they were probably making big bucks. And the oh, studio yeah. thought, "Like, why are we paying these you, guys? Yeah. We don't need we don't need voiceovers." You I know? bet you there was something too, or I bet you they got like residuals if you put the trailer onto a DVD. Probably, yeah. That's probably yeah. exactly it. They're probably the cheap bastards just went yeah. like, no, no more yeah. voiceovers. I'm sure he probably sued people with his same timbre because you definitely had, like like the yeah. Let's Get Ready to Rumble guy definitely sued the hell out yeah. of anyone who said that phrase. And so I gotta imagine like the trailer guy, like he's got a very distinct Well, there was voice. a movie called Ready to Rumble. Yeah, which I've seen. I'm not bragging. Yeah, I saw it too. <laughs> with Oliver Platt's finest hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the cinematic classic. Oh, it man. Is. So I wonder if he got... Laughs paid for that he I think because he's in that movie so Not only, I think he oh, okay, probably yeah. agreed to I don't know he's a little cameo what's I his remember, name Mike B- Buffer uh, yeah it's not it's Mike like Buffer a, or something it's uh, yeah something Buffer it's some weird some great name so yeah it's all these names that no one ever thinks of or has heard of if you look at the poster which I have at the bottom it says ready to rumble is trademark and copyright Michael Buffer nice so he had to get paid for them to use that title yeah because you can say it if you pay him but also i think if you get him to actually say it it's even higher yeah and plus he has a cameo so they're like so, done and it's called ready to rumble so i don't like i don't even know if he got a triple pay on that one like that was probably the, his greatest in, hour in the history of sports films it's yeah. like ready to rumble Man. rocky <laughs> and, and the funny thing about that was when that movie came out uh david arquette actually was on wrestlemania or, or wwf or whatever or e at the time oh, yeah. i guess to, as a tie-in for the movie so he he had the belt for like a couple of weeks I didn't I'd watch wrestling at the time but I had friends who were big into it and just like oh my god I can't believe David Arquette has the belt and I'm like um if you ever thought maybe it wasn't real before like I would have kept it yeah why not well good news Lisa's I could keep the two weird we, we got a bag full of VHS tapes in yeah from China from China <laughs> I don't yeah. know and there's one and it's a it's a weird Ninja Turtles and there's one that's Army of Darkness with this amazing like letterhead on it yeah. and I texted Lee and I was like 
can I steal these two? Oh, man. <laughs> so. I need to text them to see if I can get that slamming one. There's a sweet, like, rap... I don't even know if it's rap videos or just rappers talking... Uh, about just, rap? Yeah, about rap. Rapping about rap? Yeah, yeah. It, it, the whole thing is a rap from start to finish, maybe. We don't know, but hopefully you Will Smith is involved. I bet you one will teach you not to use drugs. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's at the very end. They just shoehorn it in. Like, oh, and don't do drugs, by the way. It's <laughs> like, oh, what, what? I didn't catch that. Okay, this is great. We have to wrap this up because we actually... All three of us are here tonight for a, a private rental... They might show up any second now. Yeah, you never know. So we've, we've almost hit the half hour mark already. Oh, nice. So I will just quickly mention uh, the movies that we have screening from June 29th to July 5th. If you're listening to this right now, we actually have next week's schedule up online. I've been really busy, so I haven't had yeah. time to make the flyer yet, but it's all up online. Don't look ahead, though. Don't look ahead. <laughs> Concentrate on the Yeah, present. one week at a time. So our Ottawa premiere this week is American Animals. Which I'm very much looking forward to. It looks good. Looks like a really cool. Is it college heist movie? I think. Yeah, yeah. university students and trying to steal steal books. this book that's like worth millions of dollars. Million dollars yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and Ben Peters is usually top notch. Big fan of him. He's Your boy Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah. yeah, I really like him as Quicksilver. An American Horror Story. Yeah. So yeah, that's our big premiere this week, and that's like a brand new movie, I believe. Yeah. This Friday is actually its premiere day, so yeah. we have it on the actual day. It's getting good uh, reviews as well. Yeah. yeah. Looks good. So that's our premiere. Then we have a bunch of stuff held over because it's everything's doing so well. Just for a single screening, we're managing to uh, squeeze in Disobedience for one more matinee on, on Saturday the 30th. Then we have the documentary The Accountant of Auschwitz, which... Looks really yeah. dumbled over a couple times. That word is a little hard to say. It's, it, it's not, not pleasant to say. No, so it's it's a really dumb, good movie. It's playing right now. As we the, speak, the last guy I served, I was like, I was like, enjoy the film, and he was just like, well, I don't know if I'll enjoy it. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay, well, I didn't. I'm just. Uh, it's an expression. It's a it's a good educational documentary. <laughs> yeah, and it's only 78 minutes. Yeah, which, which means, I even told him that. So it's yeah. like you know, hey, no matter what, it's you'll be bummed for 78 minutes, and then you can reflect. And it's Canadian, so you can support Canadian cinema. And at a us, Canadian cinema at the, the, your double dose of Canadian support then Beast is held over for a second week which I think did well and was kind of screwed in the times a bit last week because we had like rentals and things mm -hmm. so Beast is a what is it I think it's like a weird romantic drama kind fairy of, tale adult fairy, yeah adult fairy tale it's not, we, we know a little more about it than the last time where we thought it was like a Canadian low budget yeah. like <laughs> Beauty and the Beast ripoff. it is not and it got a bunch of nominations from London Film Fest and TIFF, Montclair Film Fest. So yeah, so that's so three films held over for a second week for you to check out. And then another new film for us this week is The Guardians, which is a French World War One drama about women left behind on the farm while the men went off to the Great War. And same thing, that was nominated for a bunch of Caesar Awards hmm. and Munich Film Fest and other stuff like that. So interesting. A diverse week of little more dramatic theme this week oh and shockingly i didn't think this was going to happen another saturday night cinema i know you even told yeah, me it I wasn't told you. Yeah. i lied to I you i know i can't believe or it was like a secret trap the yeah. whole time i don't know so this is although one of them was a friday night cinema i don't think we've ever done two cinemas in a month much less three yeah so the first two were part of our film fest our film fest for the 3d 35 millimeter festival this will be a back to a digital presentation. 
And as per usual, not only did I not know it was coming, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and it's funny too because like the last time we were like, oh yeah, we got the room, and I was like, okay, we we played the room, we played Rocky Horror, we yeah. had our one early night, and now what? You know, so I'm I'm if I were Lee, I would also be like, oh, you know what, I could really do a third one. Why not? And what's good about this one is hopefully, I mean, the next day is Canada Day, so even if Sunday might be a day that you usually have to work or yeah. do something. Hopefully you have that day actually off so you can stay up late on the Saturday yeah, night. Some people might be off Monday too, so I mean... Yeah, so you can sleep... Yeah, go two all days. in. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, that's our films from June 29th to July 5th. And if you look online right now, you'll see the next week as well, but just... You don't have to. Yeah, don't just you come see a bunch of movies this week. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, maybe you'll get a podcast next week. Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows who will be on it or when yeah. it'll happen. It'd be a mystery. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So thanks for listening, everybody. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. They are doing free play afternoon Sundays for July and August. So come by and say hi to me because yeah. that's where I'll be. It's going to be yeah. If you can find Dig Dug, you'll find Josh. I'll be elbowing children off the Dig Dug machine. Yeah. I, I noticed that it's like it's still pay for the pinball machines, but yeah. it's free for the. And I was like, okay, that, well, that's good. That makes sense because I always feel bad for them. I'm like, are you not making enough yeah, money? Yeah, yeah. Like, make more money. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have like a headband and just have like '80s theme music playing. Yeah. And uh, Gwen's going to stand beside me with, like, a coach jacket and, yeah. like, yell out encouraging things. And It's fun to watch. When he gets in the zone, it's, like, pretty yeah. intimidating. He's just like, <laughs> don't talk to Josh. You're not ready. And I get a high score, and it, like, star wipe freeze frames yeah. on me. <laughs> they they feed you pierogies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am down. I do one of those breakfast club fist bumps in the air. Oh, man. Freeze frames. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the freeze frames now. This is great. Yeah. So, yeah, go visit House of Targ. All kinds of fun stuff this summer. And we have air conditioning, so come here when it's plus 50 next week. That's true. Are <laughs> and, they open on Canada Day, uh, Tark? Yeah. Okay. And it's going to be oh, wow. bonkers. Yeah. I, I'm going to maybe try oh, to go yeah. visit, but right. I imagine it being packed. Yeah. But we'll see. Go look at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook for up-to-the-second updates of new films as we book them. And we'll see you here soon at the Mayfair for some nice air-conditioned movie viewing entertainment. Amusement. Amusement. Okay, bye. Bye bye. Bye. We did crush it. that. Crushed. <laughs> two, 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 two weeks early. And Starway. Freeze frames. Look, uh, just out of curiosity, how do you Soviets deal with all the tension and stress? Vodka. Police Captain Ivan Danko came from behind the Iron Curtain. Danko. You're welcome. <laughs> Hunting down his country's deadliest criminal. What did he do? He take a leak on the Kremlin wall or something? I need cooperation. Sure. Whatever you say, got me. Now, he's about to team up. Give me your mamos What do you say? He say, go and kiss your mother's behind. With the most unpredictable cop. How you doing, honey? Drop dead. Thank you. On the streets of Chicago. You look like Marvin Hagler to me. I lost money on Hagler! Captain Delisa. He's got his own kind of style. Body language is a beautiful thing, isn't it? He's got no style at all. Chicago cop never relinquishes his weapon. Here. Rizik is a good cop. Police! And a total expert at fouling up. You did not make it, Victor. You kill a Chicago police officer, Chicago gets him first. I have my honor. With this much friction, I give up. This whole thing's very Russian. 
There's gotta be heat. I take care of this. Red heat. You know what we call this? This is called chicken. But you're not supposed to play with buses. You ready to swerve? Arnold Schwarzenegger, James Belushi. In a Walter Hill film. Nice work, Gumby. Thank you. I didn't mean that. I know. Red Heat.